Hey, Unnaturalists, I'm Emily. I'm Andy. And welcome to episode 50 of Unnatural. Well, uh, congrats on 50 great episodes, Emily. May there be at least 50 more. How about that? At least. At least. Absolutely. There will definitely be. Oh. What are we doing today? Well, today, Emily, we are going back to December of 2011. And that's where police in Long Island, New York, were investigating the death of 24-year-old Shannon Gilbert. It was a long time coming as Shannon had been missing since May of 2010. And it wasn't until a local resident found some pieces of clothing that authorities began really putting the clues together as to what may have happened to her. Not only did an independent autopsy prove that Shannon was brutally murdered, but it was also discovered that there were many other bodies that soon began to be unearthed at a very nearby location. This is the story of the Long Island serial killer. I was talking to you just a few moments ago. You've heard of this case. A lot of people have heard of this case, but there's a lot of ins and outs that I wasn't aware of. And I recently watched a movie that kind of tied a lot of it together. And this is really one of those strange stories of a killer who had been lurking along the Eastern seaboard for really well over a decade, almost 15 years. But unlike many of the other killers that we've covered on this podcast, he was completely unknown to the public until 2010. That, that's when police just happened to stumble upon a dumping ground of sorts with a staggering number of unidentified victims. Yeah. Um, side note, Discovery Plus yeah. did like a four or five episode documentary. Very good. Would recommend. And I just stopped my streaming service with them. What the hell was I thinking? It came out in like March of twenty of last year. So um, you had I just, time. I just wasn't paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> right. So this case starts off in Oak Beach, New York. And everything I've looked into this town, it feels like it's one of those gated communities, Emily, that really shuts out the rest of the outside world. And they kind of look out for each other and it's a little creepy i gotta mm-hmm. say and it makes you wonder how many places like this exist in the united states i think probably more than we are willing to acknowledge right right and that's scary as hell because yeah. in may of 2010 a new jersey escort shannon gilberts was heard screaming in this gated community in the middle of the night She was yelling, help me, help me to anybody who would listen. Well, an area resident happened to be listening. He heard her screams, went in to dial the police. But by the time they got there, Shannon was gone. As I mentioned, one of my sources for this story was a movie that came out just a couple of years ago called Lost Girls, which is a Netflix movie. Pretty good. And... 
I know Hollywood kind of tends to add a layer of drama to things. Oh, for sure. So after I was done watching it, I had to do some fact checking and mostly it holds up. There were a few characters that it added just for the sake of drama and a few that it actually dropped. Like I felt bad. One of the daughters, it completely wrote out of the movie and it, and I bet she's like, wait, I was there the whole time. And yet it just wrote me out because they didn't need me in the movie. I felt bad. Maybe she didn't want to be in the movie. She might not have wanted to be in the movie. That's true. Maybe she said, no, thank you. Right. Well, it mainly follows Shannon's mother, Mari, and her fight for justice for her daughter. And a little backstory on Shannon, Emily. Uh, According to her sister, she was extremely intelligent. She graduated high school a couple years early, actually. And she was even the first person in her family ever to go to college. Good for her. But unfortunately, Shannon and her mom, they had a lot of baggage. Right. So much so that Shannon even was in and out of foster care for a large part of her teens, starting when she was about 12 years old. And that kind of took its toll on her. And as she get old, as she got older, Shannon decided to join an escort service through Craigslist. Now, this was back in the days where Craigslist had that casual encounters thread on their site. Mm-hmm. Which they eventually had to take down. Yeah. Because it was just so infiltrated with prostitution in basically any city you would go to on Craigslist, you'd be able to find a prostitute. Oh, yeah. It was just a cesspool, which is also very dangerous. Right. That's why. And my sister met her future husband on Craigslist around this time. Really? Yeah, that's why all the family was, I I would say, very skeptical of him and and their relationship. Gotta say, they proved me wrong. They proved everybody wrong. They're still together all these years later. So kudos to them. They were the one. They were the one couple. one. One couple on Craigslist that made it. So through her service, Shannon actually had about five different burner phones that she would kind of cycle through while she was interacting with her various Johns, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And there were a number of kind of creepy and crazy things that happened that night that Shannon went missing in Oak Beach. So first of all, she had a driver. I think this was commonplace for the girls that worked for this service. And her driver was a man by the name of Michael Pack. He dropped her off at one of the John's houses in Oak Beach and waited outside of the vehicle. After a good long while, Shannon came barreling out of the house, freaking the fuck out. Like, like I mentioned before, she was like running to people's houses, banging on their doors and she was yelling, help me, help me. Well, her driver later told police that he actually tried to help her. According to him, he tried to get her back to the car with him so he could take her back to the city. But he said that she was just stark raving mad and not really listening to reason. So he said, fuck it and took off. I know, right? Like, that's probably when she needed him the most. Yeah. Also, while she was running around banging on people's doors, she did meet an elderly man 
who was on his front porch, he tried to calm her down and told her that he was going to call the police. Just sit down. I'm going to get the police. We're going to get you out of here. But that kind of spooked her and Shannon took off again. Yeah. Well, because she's a prostitute. She's a sex worker. Right. That's not necessarily legal. Exactly. And eventually, though, Emily, she must have been scared enough that that didn't matter anymore because she soon called the police herself. Mm -hmm. And at 4.51 a.m., she called 911 and spent a chilling 23 minutes on the phone with them. Which is crazy because... I intended to play a portion of this 911 call. We've done this before on many other cases. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, even though I was reading that a judge had ordered the audio to be released not so long ago to the public. It hasn't been. I couldn't find it anywhere online. As far as I know, it hasn't been released. But whatever it was, it doesn't seem like police were too worried about Shannon because it took the cops an hour to arrive at the scene, which just seems crazy to me, Emily, because remember, this is a gated community. Yeah. I'm sure anytime anybody from that community wants the cops to show up, they are there in mere minutes. Yeah. But when it's a call girl, different story. And even when they did get there, by all accounts, they kind of half-assed it, the investigation initially. Although... One piece of info that came out of their initial reports was that the residents, I guess, remarked that Shannon appeared to be on drugs. But I would kind of chalk that up to the fact that if somebody is scared out of their mind and they're running, banging on doors, looking for help, as a passerby or somebody from afar, you might just assume that they're on drugs because they're hysterical, you know? Right. Shannon's mom, Mari, also mentioned something odd, though. She told police the morning of her daughter's disappearance that a man claiming to be a doctor, Dr. Hackett, called her going on about how she hadn't responded to his medication and he was sorry. At the time, she just thought it was weird. But as her disappearance drew, you know, drew on and on, yeah, that phone call really began to you know, make her think about who was this guy? Why did he call her? Right. And so local police at this time, they were scouring the area. Searches were done extensively with canine units throughout Long Island, but no trace of Shannon was found. However, seven months into their search, something else was found or someone else rather. In fact, it was the remains of four other young female escorts. They were found buried in a nearby beach that winter while police were searching for Shannon. Mm -hmm. The only thing of Shannon's that was found was the jacket that she was wearing the night she was missing. And keep that in mind because we'll circle back around to that here in a little bit. It was around the same time that some of Dr. Hackett's neighbors began talking to Shannon's mom, Mari. Because at this time, Mari is kind of going detective in her own right. Because she's trying to do the investigation that she feels that the police aren't doing. Right. So she's talking to the neighbors. 
And they're kind of letting her know that the doc was a little sus and that he also ran a home for wayward girls and that he had a bunch of burlap bags in his disposal, which all of the girls that were found were in burlap bags. Suspect. It should also be noted that Dr. Hackett lived essentially on a large piece of land that was covered in a heavy thicket type of brush. Kind of a marshy swamp area. Yeah. So once the first four bodies were found, as you can imagine, a media frenzy took place. Yeah. Because remember, we're only a hop, skip and a jump away from New York City here. So a possible serial killer walking around America's biggest metropolis is going to be a big story. And right. Especially in that type of community too. Right. Like yeah. where you wouldn't expect it to happen. Right. So the beach, the girls were discovered at known as Gilgo beach was turned upside down. I mean, there were cranes everywhere. There were dogs There were investigators combing over every inch of the beach, especially when the first four were found. Mm -hmm. And they were trying to find potentially even more victims of the killer. And of course, Shannon as well. And after the girls were identified, they were later known as the Gilgo Four. It was found out that they all had something in common. They were all escorts working through Craigslist and they all had burner phones just like Shannon Gilbert. But was their case connected to Shannon's? Or was it mere coincidence? that many girls with like the same type of situation like escorts in the same area same rich area that's not yeah that's not a coincidence that's not a coinky dink i don't think so another similarity emily with the other women is every single one of the four was strangled again doesn't really seem like a coinky dink to me no now, the man who Shannon was visiting that night seems like he might be a person of interest in that neighborhood. His name was Joseph Brewer, and apparently he had had call girls before. However, he was pretty quickly cleared out of this for whatever reason. And the families were all kind of bonding together at this point like the families of the four girls that were found yeah. as well as Shannon's family but they weren't too keen on the media coverage at the time because remember whenever something like this happens the media kind of sensationalizes things right. and they, they want to get people to keep watching and to keep reading and the media was all about the killer 
Him, him, him. Who could it be? Who would be doing such a thing in this area? They were obsessively looking at whoever the killer might be. And they barely ever mentioned the girls in the case. And the only time they ever did mention the girls was when they called them a hooker, a prostitute. Shut up. A sex worker, an escort, a call girl. Didn't even talk about their stories. Whack. You know, these were people. Yeah. Just because exactly. they they were in that line of work doesn't mean they are lesser of a person than you and I. Um, but that's kind of the way they were being portrayed. Right. So a few of the other's neighbors were also kind of talking to Mari more and more about this Peter Hackett. And she was more and more trying to get the police to look into this guy. Right. And allegedly, the way it's framed in the documentaries that I've watched, in the articles that I've read, in the movie that I saw, was that the police kind of kept that at arm's length for a very long number of crucial months. Mm -hmm. She wasn't sure why. She thought something might be wrong there whether there was a level of corruption, whether they were covering something up, or it was just incompetence, she didn't know. Right. But something was going on. And there were even security cameras in the neighborhood that were on the night of Shannon's disappearance. You would think, as many cops that were out there doing their due diligence, would have asked to see the security cameras. Right. But guess what? Nope. He didn't. No one ever asked Peter Hackett, who, by the way, was in charge of those cameras, of to course. see them. And Peter Hackett never offered the cameras as well. Of which, not. If it were me and I knew a girl was missing and, you know, there was a giant search team in the area and I had security cameras... Might have thought to look at them or show them to someone. Now, unfortunately, those security cameras, the tapes were on 24-hour delay, so they eventually got erased and wiped and they were redubbed over. Yeah. So we will never know what was on those cameras or what maybe wasn't on them. They started to find more, more and more bodies further along the beach, not just in that general vicinity. Mm-hmm. And so this is in 2010, 2011 range. The bodies they were finding dated all the way back to 1996. Wow. So they allegedly had somebody on their hands or maybe multiple people on their hands that had been committing these heinous acts for well over a decade, almost 15 years. Yeah. And they had no idea who was doing it. And to make matters worse, well into the investigation after they had found all of these other bodies, police did a 180 on Shannon and they said that she didn't fit the profile of these other victims. How? Because the other victims didn't have drivers like she did. That was one of their main reasons why they said this. I think that they just wanted to get her and her family away from this other investigation because her family, her mom specifically was becoming quite a nuisance to them. 
As she should. But here's the thing. They were all in their 20s. They were all pretty young girls. They were all on Craigslist. They were all escorts. I mean, they literally all fit the same profile. It's ridiculous. Well, and how can they be sure that the ones that had gone missing in the 90s had drivers? How did they know that? Exactly. It sounds like a bullshit excuse to me. Yeah. Uh, Something else interesting. As the investigation drug on, guess who puts their house up for sale? Mr. Peter Hackett. Yeah. Say it with me. Sus. Sus. And he claimed it was because Mari and other people were trying to make him look like something he wasn't, and he just kind of had to get out of there. I mean, to play devil's advocate, though, if I lived right there and a dozen dead women have been found... Might want to Regardless of my, of my involvement, I might not want to live there anymore because right. that sounds like a poltergeist waiting to happen. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Although That's bad energy. I might want to live there even more if it was a poltergeist. I'm just saying. You know. That would be kind of cool. To play devil's advocate again, <laughs> I might. So, yeah. So, he puts his house up for sale. Meanwhile... Shannon's mom, Mari, is already pissed because they still haven't searched that marsh behind his house. And it's like, what the fuck is taking you so long? That's literally like right by where she was when she was last seen. Yeah. Then more incompetence here. Remember that jacket I told you about that was on her? Mm -hmm. The only piece of evidence that they had from the night she went Mm -hmm. missing. Well, it went missing. They couldn't find it. Shocking. They said that it was just lost. My working theory is right now kind of putting aside what I know and remember from this case. But my working theory is the cops were covering from somebody and that jacket was the one thing that probably held the key, maybe some DNA evidence that could put someone away. And so they were like, whoop. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Corruption. Allegedly. Allegedly. I didn't name names. No one can sue me. I'm tending to agree with you on this one. Again, it was either incompetence or just full-on corruption or a cover-up. Well, good news. After he left, apparently, then they finally decided to drain that marsh behind Hackett's land. And wouldn't you know it, first her driver's license was found, then some more pieces of her clothing, and then eventually Shannon Gilbert was found. Ultimately, her mother blamed police, which I would have too, after everything that we've talked about. Yeah. She said, really, the combined lack of caring for her daughter and the other girls, the lack of respect for these girls, and maybe them covering up for somebody else was at play here. Now, police 
you know how they said that Shannon died? They said oh. she they said she died from exposure to the elements. Uh, However, yeah. because they don't want her to fit the profile. Oh, of the other yeah. victims. Because they yeah, they didn't want to go back on what they initially had said. And however, an independent autopsy Emily determined that Shannon's injuries were consistent with homicide strangulation just like all of the other girls. Yeah. Again, that sounds like fitting the profile to me. Mm-hmm. And remember how there was widespread rumors about how Shannon was on drugs the night that she was running around banging on everyone's doors, hysterical. The neighbors said she must be on drugs. Mm -hmm. The police believed she must be on drugs. Well, that autopsy also found that there were no evidence of drugs in her system. Shocking. Yeah. 10 to 16 bodies in total have been found throughout these beaches around the Oak Beach area. Mm -hmm. But... At this time, over 10 years later, they still don't know if it was a serial killer, a series of killers, a few people teaming up to do these killings. It feels like we are nowhere near closer to figuring out who the Long Island serial killer is. There have been some people of interest like Peter Hackett and a few others that I haven't mentioned but there has been no real, at least concrete evidence, maybe because it's been destroyed, right. as to who this person was. But also, remember in the beginning when I talked to you about how Shannon's mom had received a phone call from a man claiming to be Dr. Hackett the day she went missing? Mm-hmm. Well, he immediately denied that when he was asked by her and by investigators. He said, I never called her. What are you talking about? See your phone records. Long time later, phone records finally found that Peter Hackett did call Shannon's mom. Then she filed a wrongful death lawsuit against him. As she should. But sadly, the story doesn't really end there. I know you said you have heard of this case. Did you... Had you heard about what happened to the family after this um i don't i don't i don't recall well it it's pretty sad because in 2016 mari's other daughter she had been suffering from severe psychotic schizophrenia for a while mm -hmm. especially once all of this started with her sister you can imagine yeah that might bring on some mental health issues and in 2016, she suffered a psychotic episode after going off her meds. She called her mom. Her mom came to see what was going on. Mm -hmm. And Mari tried to intervene. Sadly, she suffered fatal stab wounds and she died from her injuries at the hands of her daughter. Oh, no. Her I don't daughter think knew that. Yeah, I was shocked when I found this out. Yeah. Sarah, her daughter, went to prison. Uh, Sherry Gilbert, 
another daughter. She's now an advocate for her sister, Shannon, and is still fighting to find her sister's killer. Yeah. So Peter has never really truly been investigated. No, he was more a person of interest than a suspect. Um, And it sounds like he's still alive to this day, but I don't think he's really anybody that they are looking into. Sounds Um, like he needs to be put in a sarcophagus. Allegedly. Allegedly. Um, Maybe, you know what? Maybe just bring back waterboarding. Just for this bit. just for this one specific case. Well, there's a handful that I could think okay. of that I would really like to get a confession out of. And I mean, how many times has waterboarding actually killed somebody? Like if you do it right? Well, I mean, we don't know what's going on down in Guantanamo. I'll say that. <laughs> if they have killed people down there, we don't know about it. I also want to mention, I told you that I kind of looked up the fact versus fiction from uh, the movie that I had watched. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is coming from History versus Hollywood website. And the question was asked, was it ever confirmed that Shannon Gilbert's death was connected to the Long Island serial killer? And the answer to that is no. The Suffolk County Medical Examiner's Office classified her cause of death as undetermined. The police believed that Shannon had drowned accidentally in that marshy area. Like I said, they said she was exposed to the elements shortly after she was seen running and screaming for help. However, that independent autopsy did reveal that she might have been strangled. Another, Another question posed here. Did the killer possibly have connections to the police department? Yes. Allegedly. (laughs) Well, this was speculated in the movie, in one of the documentaries I read, and even in some articles. It was suggested that maybe the killer might be schooled in law enforcement or even maybe have some connections in the police department that kind of helped him out avoid being detected. Yeah. And that was kind of due to the fact that the killer had used uh, the cell phones of one of his victims. So remember how I said they had a bunch of burner phones? Yeah. Well, he used one of the cell phones to call Melissa Bartholomew's sister. And he started harassing her sister on the phone and trying to leave her breadcrumbs and clues as to where she was until he finally told her that he killed her. Fuck. And yet I can't figure out if these phone records were ever released. But in 2016, the former chief of the Suffolk County Police Department, James Burke, he was actually convicted and uh, he was given four years in federal prison for beating a suspect who stole his gun belt, a duffel bag of sex toys and pornographic material and other items from his SUV. He then convinced officers to lie for him. And a woman named Leanne 
she was a sex worker in the Suffolk County area where Shannon went missing, and she had encountered James Burke at a party in the same neighborhood that Shannon disappeared not long after she went missing. She claimed that uh, Burke had made her engage in rough sex prior to giving her $300. Mm-hmm. So this guy was clearly kind of a piece of shit. Now, he eventually went down for something yeah. else, but him and some other people in his department were covering up that. Would they cover up something else? My guess is likely. 100%. They likely would. Sarcophagus for him, too. Well, and it makes you wonder, after he was busted for all of that, maybe they should have looked into the rest of the, his shenanigans. Mm-hmm. I also want to hear that 911 call. I think that would be crucial. I want to find out what happened to the jacket. There's so many unanswered questions with this case. Also, like we mentioned, maybe it was more than one person. There could be multiple people involved yeah. in this, you know, raping, killing escorts, and then dumping them when they're done with them. Maybe they're police officers who don't want their families or the public to know that they've been with escorts, something like that. I don't know. That's just speculation. For sure. But to me, mm-hmm. it feels like it's somebody in power because of where they're dumping them. And also, men are trash. We've, we learned that from way back in the Weepy Voice Killer episode. Episode one. Episode one. 50 episodes in and... Yeah. Nothing's changed. <laughs> so there you go. It remains to be seen what happens with this case, but certainly an alluring one. And we'll have to wait and see if maybe there ever is a suspect. But I certainly think that there's a lot to look into still going on 12 years later. For sure. And if folks want to help us look into that, or if they want to talk to us about any of their favorite 50 episodes that we've done... Or if you have any theories on who Lisk is, yeah, find us and come talk to us on Twitter, Unnatural the Pod, Instagram, Unnatural the Podcast. We have a Facebook page, Unnatural, a true crime podcast. You can also send us a Gmail, unnaturalthepodcast at gmail.com. We also have a Patreon page. That is patreon.com slash unnatural the pod. And um, if you are a Spotify or Apple podcast listener and you leave us a five star review, um, send us a screenshot to any of the socials or our email and we will send you a free sticker. In the meantime, be sure to rate, subscribe, follow, share us with your friends. We will talk to you next week. And as always, make good choices. And don't get got. Bye. Bye. Was that a hair in your mouth or what were you finding? Yeah, sorry. I hate it when I find a little hair in my mouth. <laughs> um, don't you hate it if you're like kissing somebody? And you're like, oh, fuck, I feel like I'm kissing them, but I feel a hair in my mouth. How am I going to get this out without them seeing it? Or you'll just eventually be like, look, stop, I got to get this fucking thing out of my mouth. (laughs) 
We've all been there, Listen, right? I am that annoying person that, like, if I have a hair in my mouth, I need it out <laughs> immediately, so I'll just be like, hold on. I know this is romantic right now, but <laughs> be fine as fucker. Um, to me, it seems like he would be <laughs> Sorry? <laughs> she sounded like she was in distress there. Strike that. Strike that from the record, Your Honor. I'm going to add some sound effects in later. How about that? No, that's so <laughs> dumb.